You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour four of The Big Show right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. I'm Osma Nanji and I've got Shen along with me. And let's head down right to the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline as hockey season is just around the corner. We'll bring in the coach of your Calgary Hitman, Steve Hamilton. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining me. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to have you on. Uh, first things first, uh, how's the summer been for you? What, what does the summer look like for uh, a WHL coach? Well, it, uh, at times there's busier moments than, than other times. Obviously, uh, you know, with our organization, you know, a lot of the scouting and stuff uh, is outside my scope. So, uh, you know, I did find myself uh, over in Switzerland watching the under-18s this year, um, just in advance of the European draft. And, you know, little uh, odds and ends, and then uh, knocking a ton of things off the to-do list that I overlooked during the winter. So it was uh, it was productive that way, for sure. Glad to hear it. Uh, first things first, uh, obviously the team and uh, GM Jeff Shinoth obviously parting ways. Uh, you know, he's been with the organization for a very long time and was part of the organization, a big part. Uh, but your relationship with him, just talk about how his importance was and uh, and obviously that relationship. Well, Jeff and I, you know, go back a long time. And, and Jeff brought me to Calgary. And when I uh, left Edmonton, you know, Jeff was... Uh, uh, looking for a coach here in Calgary and, and we'd gone back to our Edmonton Kootenai days and um, you know we reconnected here in Calgary and I think the world of Jeff I think he's a, a great human being and a good friend and uh, you know a really good teammate and a guy that I you know we shared a lot of a lot of time together over the years and uh, change happens it's the sport and um, you know certainly uh, be a little different not having Jeff around um, on a day-to-day basis, but uh, you know the organization's in good hands too. Uh, what would you say your your favorite memory or your best memory with him was? <laughs> I don't know if I could pin just one down. Jeff's a great storyteller, and he's got lots of he's a funny guy, and so we've had a lot of laughs over the years. I don't know if I could nail it down to just one thing, but we've had a lot of chuckles together over the years. He's a guy that that's uh, a funny guy and, and likes to laugh and. So we enjoyed each other's company for sure. Uh, big biggest uh, lesson from last season. Obviously, you made the playoffs. Uh, had that rough December spout, but you made the playoffs and then bowed out to the Red Deer Rebels. What, what was the biggest takeaway you can take away from that season? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was a little bit of a roller coaster. I think uh, when we were healthy and uh, you know the first half of the year, we had really good. Uh, we were, you know solid in their standing in the, in the league. We were, you know, our guys were playing well. We had a uh, pretty good mojo going, but we always knew that, you know, you're only an injury or two away from, you know, things changing considerably. We went into the second half of the year there, January and February. I think rough was, would be an understatement. It was, it was a grind. Uh, injuries caught up and now suddenly, you know, you're asking guys to, to uh, elevate into roles that they may or may not be ready for. And and uh, what I think I was most proud of our group last year is, you know, we had about 10 games left in the season and literally asked our our uh, leadership group, okay, are, are we going to do this? Like, 
do we want to be a playoff team? And the answer was a resounding yes. So I put all of the schedules for every team up on on the board and said, like, what do you think we need to do in these last 10 games? And uh, the guys came back to me and said, you know, we need to be, we need to be seven and three to get in. And uh, <laughs> it's funny how it works out. We, we were seven and two and the last game of the year didn't mean anything. And, uh, and so we ended up seven and three in those 10 games and, and made the playoffs against Red Deer. I just thought that was a real character statement from our group. Uh, we'd gone through a tough couple of months uh, we were finally back to a place where we were, for the most part, healthy, and and the guys really dug in and, and went on a run, and I was really proud of them for that. That's, uh, uh, you know, it's the ups and downs of a long season, and we certainly finished strong. You talked about, you know, uh, new players stepping up, taking different roles. Uh, how important was that experience for them now coming into this season to take those roles and now elevate their game? Well, I think the biggest thing about the, you know having had playoff experience is you, you understand how difficult it is to win in the postseason, how difficult it is, uh, how hard the games are. I mean, it's maximum effort all the time, and there's no pacing yourself in that time of the year. And and unfortunately for for a lot of our older guys, you know, Sean Chagall, Bradley Fiddler Schultz, Jacob Wright, they they watch the majority of the playoffs in the in the stands with injuries. So we were really forced to lean on some, some of our younger players in that playoff series. And I mean, that was invaluable experience for him. Red Deer was, um, you know, really, really good team. And was, we knew it was going to be a challenge, but we felt like if, if we played the right way and our intensity matched theirs and exceeded it at times, uh, you know, we felt like we would be in the fight. And I think our guys learned a lot from that. You, you, you really don't know, what that experience is like until you walk in those shoes. So it was, it was important that we were a playoff team it was important to go through it. And then just the way things worked out. I think some of our guys really, really elevated their game because it was uh, out of necessity. We're in conversation with the head coach of the Calgary Hitmen, Steve Hamilton, uh, prior to the start of training camp, which happens at the end of the month here up. Uh, Two players that went and played for Team Canada. Uh, first, Carter Yakumchuk playing in the U18 Worlds and winning bronze. And then Carson Wedge playing in the Helinka Gretzky Cup and winning gold. How important were those two experiences for those guys to come back? And then what can they bring from that experience playing for Team Canada? Well, I, I had the good fortune. I was over in Switzerland to watch Carter play. I think uh, one of the biggest takeaways is that you realize you know, you're amongst the the best players in the country in your age group and the confidence that that provides for you. Um, you're part of a, of a program that has a, you know, an expectation of success at those events. You know, Hockey Canada is always, um, you know, it, it's a performance on demand event. You don't have a long runway. It's important, especially in the, you know, the, uh, Helenka Gretzky tournament. I mean, you've you've only got a handful of games, and and then, boom, it's over. And and so it is performance on demand. And I, I think that both Carson and Carter are, are two really really valuable Calgary hitmen, and um, for them to be able to have had that experience is invaluable. And um, you know, to have success like Carson did, you know, uh, Carter won a, br- a bronze medal in a in a tournament that's difficult for Canada because. 
they uh, they have to take the players that are available because the CHL season is still going on. So it's uh, it's a tough tournament for Canada to win, and I thought they did a really good job over there as well. With a couple of players graduating, obviously, you see uh, Riley Fiddler-Schultz then signing his first professional deal. Uh, Brandon Peters, he gets a signing there as well. Uh, how does that feel as a coach when you see your guys, uh, especially with those two who've been with the Hitmen for so long, uh, finally turn, taking the next step in their careers, and especially for Riley Fiddler-Schultz, who gets to turn pro and uh, was in, also invited to the Buffalo Sabres camp? Well, I mean... Riley is exactly the the standard that you would want all of your players to to meet as Calgary Hitman. He was a a five-year guy here. He comes from a wonderful family. He's a huge part of the community. Um, All of those things are are really, you know, uh, he just defined him as a as a member of our our program. And and like I said, his involvement charitable givings and in, in, uh, community charitable initiatives in, in the community. I mean, those those are just so valuable. And to see him be able to sign his first pro contract, I mean, we're, we're thrilled for him. He's as good a human being as you'll find. And, and he's a heck of a player. And, and the thing about guys like Riley is they, they just keep finding a way to, to uh, push forward their career. And it's not going to be the easy way. It, you know, he's he works at everything he gets. And um, you know, Braden was a four-year guy with us and obviously a big part of our, our team. And, and to see him move forward and, you know, playing youth sports and out in Acadia, I mean, that's all, that's moving yourself forward. So we're, we're thrilled. Those guys are uh, two long-time headmen that, that really deserve it. Uh, you got a new face on the bench uh, as you have a new assistant coach in Don. Uh, just talk, you know, he's got a lot of experience within the WHL as a head coach and an assistant coach. Uh, just talk about having a, a different voice on the bench and uh, having him around. Well, yeah, Don McGillivray's, uh, he's had, uh, he's got a very impressive resume. He's, he's had all kinds of experiences at different levels. And it was an opportunity to add a, a coach to, to really just bring new ideas to, to reinforce what we're already doing here and, and a chance to add a veteran coach like that. I, I was excited about the opportunity. It's funny, Don just arrived in Calgary last night, so we're at the Dome right now as we speak and starting to uh, kind of crunch through things as we get started next week. But, um, you know, I, I think Don's known his team's hard work and he also likes the skill game and um so yeah he, he's a great ad uh matt will still matt station will still be involved uh, a little some player development some skill stuff with our group and um you know he he's gonna take a step back this year simply because i think he wants to be more involved with his young family and and when you've had a 16-year nhl career i think you deserve it so he's uh gonna be a little bit more around home and and uh, a little less on the travel side. So um, all in all, I, I think we've rounded out our staff really nicely. Excellent. Uh, just a couple more here for you, uh, Coach. Uh, development camp was just a couple months ago. Uh, Oliver Talk and Tyson Galloway get to go to the Flames development camp, and Chagall uh, was at the Ducks camp last season and now in the Kings camp. Uh, 
how big is it for, especially like Oliver Talk, who is going to be a major part of this team going forward for next season to get that experience, play with those guys, uh, train, and then having them learn from these uh, development camps? Well, I think, you know, one of the things we always talk about is, is how important it is as a player to have, to have the toolbox and to pack it with all kinds of experiences and new ideas. And, you know, as you go along, that's a, that's a toolbox experience. You're going there, you're going to hear some new things, some new ideas, different ways of doing things, and also understanding that, hey, I'm not out of my league here. Uh, I belong in this environment. And so the confidence that that can create with a young player is, is immeasurable. And, and Oliver and uh, Tyson have been through it a little bit before, but, uh, you know, I think you never get enough of those experiences. And, and uh, to be part of Calgary, it's nice that the, the Flames are you know, we're partners and, and connected here. And, and for those guys to have that opportunity, for Sean, it was a chance. He'd been with Anaheim and, uh, unfortunately didn't get signed. So, you know, he went, went to LA again, new experience, new organization, fresh ideas, new things to take away from that. And, and that's what we want from you guys is, is some real positive takeaways. And, um, you know, I think all those guys are headed back for, for, uh, fall camp here. And so, uh, Graydon Seatman, I believe is, is headed to, uh, he's, going to NHL camp as well here in the fall. So, I mean, to have four or five guys leave the program for, for a period of time and, and have those experiences is immeasurable. So we're uh, really proud of those guys. With uh, different, you know, players move, graduating, players moving on to other teams because of the graduating age, uh, do you expect more youth in your lineup this year or is it going to be filled with a mix of uh, the veterans and then the uh, younger players? Well, I always think you you want that balance of uh, you know you want savvy uh, some savvy veteran leadership in in your locker room, but uh, I do think too that we've um, we, we've got some really good young players in our organization, and you got to make room for them too, and they need they need to play and grow and have a substantial contribution, and um, all of that gets decided as the season goes on and you can have whatever kind of ghost roster you want as a coach and management group. And, but ultimately it's the players that decide where they fit because they show it on the ice. And a big piece of that, you know, we've got, you know, three signed young 07 defensemen or 16 year old defensemen. Um, You know, those guys are going to be going through their first real training camp where, where they've got an opportunity to make the team being 15, it, you know, training camp's a bit of a freebie because you can't play. It's great experience, and the, and that's why you want your guys coming in after the draft is to have that experience. When you come back the next year, it's for real. You know, those guys are, are packing heavy and don't want to go home. So, um, you know, you look up front. Uh, Sawyer Mays played games with us last year. Ben Kendall played games with us last year. We've got, you know, Chase Valiant is an 06 forward who, played a number of games, including playoff games with us last year. All of those guys are going to be in the mix to, to be part of our organization. And, um, you know, so to answer your question in a long winded way, I, I do think there will be a lot of fresh faces this year and, and um, probably a, a little bit of a injection of, of useful skill. And, and that's something that as an organization, I think we've identified 
probably haven't done enough, a good enough job getting high-end skill into our lineup. And, and, you know, these young guys are going to lack experience, but they certainly don't lack the skill and competitiveness that we're looking for. Experience, you gather over time, but the natural tools are essential, and we feel really good about that young group. With uh, Riley Fitherschultz obviously graduating, uh, there's a big shoe to fill uh, with the captaincy. Do you expect to name a captaincy after training camp, before the season starts, or in between during the preseason? Yeah, I think typically our timeline has, has shown that, you know, in and around the start of the season, we'll, we'll probably make an announcement, um, you know, have a pretty good idea of the direction we're going to go. And, um, but uh, one of the things about our team, I think, I've always appreciated is that there's been lots of leadership in the room over the years and, and uh, leadership can take a lot of different forms and some guys are more vocal than others. Some guys simply show up and, and put the work in and do the job and, it, and it's an unspoken kind of leadership. So nice blend there and I feel like our, our group is uh, in a good place there. So certainly, uh, you know, would expect that uh, our next captain will... will uh, be a real positive extension of, of the guys that have come before and uh final one here for you uh the, with the schedule announced you will only be playing at the dome uh does it feel nice to have only one facility that you know you're gonna be playing all your games in uh whereas last season you kind of were splitting between uh seven chiefs and the dome but uh this season you'll be all at the dome this year yeah I say, well we certainly appreciate it i i mean this is home for us uh you know, Seven Chiefs was was a great partner for us last year, and um, I think with the with the Wranglers' late move last year and uh, scheduling, you know, nightmare that it probably became at times with a busy building and everything else. I think with the the full runway to work this year, it was uh, a little bit more more tenable and and doable for us to be at the dome. So I know the guys love playing here. I know they love the atmosphere and, and what it means to you know, playing in NHL building and, and there's only two of them in the Western Hockey League. So we're fortunate to play in, in one of them. And, and I think that, uh, you know, home is home and, and always want to be there as much as we can. And, and it worked out really nicely for us this year. I appreciate you taking the time, uh, having a chat with me, uh, previewing the Hitman season and the off season and uh, good luck for training camp and we'll see you around the dome. Sounds great. Thanks very much. Thank you so much. That is the head coach of the Calgary Hitmen, Steve Hamilton, joining us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 15-time Consumer Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. For pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. You're listening to The Big Show right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.